0: Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. I saw the app the other day, and my favorite part of it is how it highlights the section where the seats are available. I'm the type of guy who, if I'm going to a game or a concert, I want to know exactly where I'm sitting and what the view is going to be like, and the Game Time app does that for you. Well... Now, GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do: download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then, under the Billing section, redeem the code The Athletic. Once again, that's The Athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets. Welcome into We Went Blues, the podcast with Barrett Jackman and myself, Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic St. Louis. This is episode 25. It's our first episode after Christmas. Barrett, how were uh, the holidays for you?
1: They were great. had uh, had a good time with the family and uh, really enjoyed uh, just kind of hanging back, relaxing, watching the kids open some presents.
0: And uh, we we know that there was no hockey played. There's been no hockey played the past couple days. The Blues' last game was in uh, L. A. And, and they don't resume until uh, tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. So we've had zero hockey to watch the past couple of days, right?
1: Well, maybe for uh, for you, but uh, I watched a little uh, USA versus Canada in the World Juniors, the first game of the tournament yesterday. The the old Boxing Day uh, classic up in Canada, and uh, it was uh, it was a good result for uh, for Team Canada. Oh. Got a good win, uh, six to four. And
0: oh, moving, we'll on, we'll <laughs> on. <laughs> moving on, Jacks. Here we'll move on. Moving on. No, we'll let you go here. What happened? Uh,
1: well, since you don't know anything about the, uh, <laughs> you know, basically, I think every uh, uh, Blues player has played in this tournament, so. Um, We'll, we'll educate you a little bit But uh, it's it's a pretty It's a fun uh, tournament to watch if, if you haven't seen it uh, It's a U-20 tournament uh, There's a lot of teams from around the world All the powerhouses that uh, get together uh, I believe they're in the Czech Republic this year And uh, it's You know, you're going to see some uh, some draft picks Of uh, of the Blues and, and guys that are already in the uh, You know, a couple of players that went back From their NHL teams to play in this tournament But uh, it's uh, It's always fun uh just got going yesterday and uh, you you could probably catch it on the NHL network or uh, a few other uh you know streaming outlets
0: we will definitely have to take a peek Yeah, this is a huge tournament robert thomas among uh, many of the blues uh present and then uh, as you mentioned former blues also played in this tournament it's usually where your high draft picks uh, are and and uh you know us a uh, couple big wins in the past couple years but uh, canada gets the win Yesterday, six to four. Thanks for rubbing that in, Jax. I'll have to uh, tune in and and catch up. Uh, so, uh, the yeah, Blues always, always
1: trying to educate you,
0: Jr. <laughs> I bet you are. Uh, the Blues they uh, they have been off for the past couple days. Uh, ended the pre-Christmas holiday break, uh, Jax, as you know, on a six-game. A winning streak uh, terrific games in uh, San Jose and and also la I thought the first period of that uh, la game was just an absolute clinic so they are playing some great hockey as they come back uh, from the three-day break
1: yeah they are playing uh playing great uh you know it's a nice nice rest for them we get a couple of days off and forget about hockey for uh, for two three days and then I get back at it and in a high that they you know they, they finish off the uh you know kind of the uh, basically the first half of the season
0: their record is 24 8 and 6 usually you don't pay attention to the record uh, midway through the season uh, but uh, we want to point this out because the Blues are second overall in the standings uh, but Jax I don't know if this is something that that bothers you but you know the uh, the standings that the NHL puts out every day you know they're based on just points and it doesn't matter how many games you've played and I know last year when you called the blues uh, in last place on january 3rd technically uh, they weren't because they had some games in hand so a lot of people like to go by the points percentage but even if you take the blues points percentage they have 54 of a possible 76 points thus far through the season which is a 711 points percentage which still keeps them in second place uh, behind washington
1: yeah uh you know you've with with the different uh, games being played and, and different schedules, uh, yeah, the Blues are sitting uh, pretty good, first in the West, and uh, that winning percentage is uh, it's pretty unbelievable for the amount of injuries that they've had and and really just a tough uh, tough start to the season with uh, you know a, a short uh, off season and and the boys are uh, finding ways to win every night, and that's uh, that's what you expect out of a, a top team, even if you don't have your your best game, you, you find a way to win, and uh, you know the Blues are. are playing some of their best uh, best hockey the last uh, you know four or five games and and that's uh, that's fun to watch too and, and a great sign for things to come.
0: Speaking of uh, finding ways to win, I spent yesterday working on a story about the top ten reasons why the Blues uh, don't seem to be slowing down. You talk about that Stanley Cup hangover. Well, you look at the standings, and you got Washington, St. Louis, and Boston, three teams who have played in the Stanley Cup the past two years. There doesn't appear to be a Stanley Cup hangover uh, for the Blues or the Boston Bruins. But I thought it'd be fun to sit down and uh, jot uh, down 10 reasons why I think the Blues aren't slowing down. The article is up at the Athletic St. Louis uh, right now, Jax, and I felt like it'd be fun to uh, use this podcast to go over uh, these reasons, get some thoughts from from you and, and myself. So let's start with number one. Number one, might as well get started with Craig Berube. The interim tag is long gone. Uh, he coached his 100th game behind the Blues bench against the San Jose Sharks, that 5-2 victory over the Sharks. That was win number 61. That's the most wins in the first 100 games by a Blues coach. Ken Hitchcock had 60, but now that record belongs to Craig Bruby uh, with 61. Jax, we know that he's a good communicator. We know that uh, he can be hard on players, but he can also pump them up. Uh, but this does not look like it's a one-year wonder with Craig Bruby and his ability uh, to do those things. Uh, he's doing those same things again this year.
1: Yeah, you look at some coaches in the past that uh maybe inherited a really good team and uh their winning percentage is, is quite high. Uh but you know, Chief comes in and he takes a team that's uh not doing very well that, you know, had high expectations and uh he just came in and gave everybody a role. Uh we talked about this before. It's uh when you're playing and you don't really know where you fit in the lineup or, or fit in a team, it it's hard to perform. But uh he's come in, he's he's gave given everybody you know a, a defined role and you know if it changes uh he's he communicates that and uh when you have an honest coach you, you can go out there you could play for him and 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 do those things that that they expect and you don't have any kind of hidden agenda and uh, Chief has is, is taken a team with, with injuries and, and moving parts and, and really made them all play and, and buy into a system. And so his, uh, his record, uh, uh, you know, is indicative of what uh, type of coach he is and how good of a coach he is with, uh, with the things that, uh, you know, he and, and his team has uh, overcome.
0: Number two is, and the save is made. And typically this would be a Jordan Bennington-specific uh, Category, but uh, you have to include the play of Jake Allen. First, Jordan Bennington, 17, 6, and 4, 2.38 goals against average, and a 9.21 save percentage. He's just the seventh goalie in NHL history to win 40 of his first 60 games. That's quite an accomplishment for him. So we don't want to uh, just glide by Jordan Bennington. Uh, a lot of questions about whether he was uh, for real, and he's shown through the first part of the season that he is.
1: Yeah, he has. Uh, you know, I, I had questions too. You, you kind of get in a high, and we've seen uh you know a goaltender in in uh, ottawa a few years ago uh, the uh hamburger. he came, yeah the Hamburger. he uh you know he came in and and he lit it up for about 25 30 games and and everybody thought he was the uh the next coming and he you know he kind of fizzled out uh, the expectations were a little bit higher and and he he just really wasn't that type of goalie and and kind of you know bounce around a little bit and uh i'm not sure where he's even playing right now but uh jordan so far this year has has really shown uh you know his poise his competitiveness and uh you know just his skills and and that's uh, that's great to see out of a young you know uh, you know relatively young goaltender that gets his opportunity and and continues to uh, to grow and 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 get better and better and uh you know we're we're thinking about the rigors of the you know a full season and uh you know it, it doesn't seem he, he maybe had one or two questionable games but they weren't bad and uh you know picked it right up and and you know played even better after that so uh he's definitely uh, the real deal and then when you have a partner in jake allen that's playing as well as he has um it really gives the the coaches some options and and uh you know be able to give uh Jordan some some rest when when need be and and that's uh you know that's why this team is is doing so well this year it's just the uh, you know the back and forth play of of both these goalies and and you know having confidence in both
0: guys uh, whoever's in the net yeah we don't want to be too stat heavy here but we've got to give some context to the situation you talk about Jake Allen Jacks, the past, past two years, a combined save percentage of 9.06. The past two years. This year, a 9.31, and that's good for third in the NHL. He's 7 2 and 2, which means the Blues have gotten at least a point in nine of his 11 games this year. And the two games that the Blues lost with Jake Allen in regulation, uh, they scored just two goals, so not much offense there. Uh, they've just been terrific, and right now they're tied for fourth in the league. Uh, in save percentage at a 919 so not only is it jordan Bennington, it's also jake allen and the position has been a major strength
1: yeah uh, when you have goaltending that's playing well uh, you look at their cap hit too uh, the two of them uh, combined, uh, you know, they're probably right around seven or eight million dollars. So, uh, to look at uh, your goaltending situation and to have two guys that are playing, you know, in the top ten goaltenders in the, in the league, and and the cap hit isn't all that high. That's a, you know, that's a feather in the hat for for Doug Armstrong to have both those guys under contract. When you know, you look at a guy like goloff I think is making an 12 million dollars in Florida and eating up a big chunk of their cap space. So, uh, to, have that position uh sewed up uh with two guys that are, are that good that you know their cap hit it's uh it, it's pretty uh it's pretty nice to to see
0: number three uh, well-rounded defense jacks it's hard to narrow this down first of all the blues have had a terrific defensive core for years you know going back to uh you and roman polak uh, you guys were terrific uh the ken hitchcock era he always had uh, a good defense and it's still the case. But what's different about this is I think it's just a little more well-rounded in that you have Colton Pareco and you have Jay Bollmeister doing their thing as a shutdown pair. Uh, but Alex Petrangelo has been uh, ter- terrific offensively and in his own zone. And now you have Justin Falk who looks a lot more comfortable playing with Petrangelo on that left side. I looked it up yesterday. Petrangelo number two in the league with 87 shots. We're talking five-on-five five here. 87 five-on-five five shots followed by Justin Falk at number nine with 76. So the Blues have two of the top ten uh, defensemen in terms of shots playing in the same pair. That's just uh, You just don't see that around the league.
1: Yeah, that just shows that they're playing in the offensive zone a lot too. Uh, not having that top matchup. Uh, they get more opportunity to to move up the ice and and play in the offensive zone. And uh, Pareko and and Bo, they're doing a, a wonderful job of shutting down. You know the the top line, the top two lines uh, on any team, and and they're getting opportunity in the offensive zone as well. They're not getting the points that the the Falk and uh, and, and Petro have, but uh, yeah. And then you know when you have uh, Bortuzzo and Dunn and and Gunnarsson, all kind of uh, you know, rotating a little bit, uh, they really do have a, a defense that uh, you're not afraid to, you know, to have Bortuzzo and Dunn or or Gunnarsson and, and, and Dunn on the ice together and uh, against top lines and and uh, to to have that uh, fluidity on your back end, it it really helps your uh, your team.
0: Yeah, some people are critical of that third pair, but uh, Vince Dunn and Robert portuzo we're talking five-on-five five again, uh, ten goals, four, and just three against when they're on the ice. So they've been really good. So, Jacks, after uh, really mixing and matching the defensive pairs for the first uh, couple months of the season, trying to find that right fit, uh, it looks like with Falk playing on that left side with Petrangelo uh, that the Blues have found some good combinations. Let's go to number four, moving on. Coming from behind, Jacks. Uh, The Blues have scored the first goal of the game in 20 of their 38 games this season, and they have a winning percentage of 800. That's tied for the third-best mark uh, in the NHL. But what's been impressive this season is that the Blues lead the entire league with 14 come-from-behind goals. You can break this down a lot of different ways, uh, but to me this talks about a team uh, that knows how to win, they don't panic, Uh, they've been there before, and uh, on more times than not they get the job done.
1: Yeah, when I mean, you have no quit in you and, and you have that, uh, that belief that you can win any game no matter what the situation, uh, you don't have to change the way that you play. Uh, I I think, uh, you know, going back to Chief again, I, I think he has these guys playing the right way and a lot of the times it's, uh, you know, in hockey it's a mistake or it's a, a bad bounce that, that leads to a goal and I, I think the Blues have been working for those, uh, those bounces for and uh, you know, when, when you have the confidence that you just play the exact same game uh, the entire way through, you know that you're going to get a bounce or two or you're going to get a turnover. And, and the Blues have just been playing that way. They've, they've really, you know, just pushed and put pressure uh, on another team uh, and, and really uh, made them make mistakes. And, and, you know, for the most part, they capitalize when they get an opportunity.
0: You know, a lot of people bring up the fact that uh, that long playoff run and the Stanley Cup win and learning what it takes uh, to win. How much do you think that plays a role in a stat like that 14 come from behind wins? Let's say Jamie Benn scores in that wraparound and the Blues are knocked out in the second round last year. Do they have this wherewithal that we've seen uh, this year had they not gone through the, the last two rounds?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I, I think having, you know, ninety eight percent of the guys on your roster right now have you know, experienced that uh that win and uh they're they're going in there and they're you know they don't care what happens. It it, it really uh, I think if they were bounced in the second round last year, I, I think they would have kind of questioned and, and second guessed what uh, you know what they were doing on the ice. But uh, to have that confidence of, of winning tight games and you know and losing a big game and then coming back the next game and winning, I, I think that gives uh, you know it just breeds uh, you know a, a confidence throughout the entire room that you know these guys are uh, good enough as a team, not as individuals, to uh, to win games.
0: Number five, special special teams. Jacks, we know how important uh, special teams are, uh, but the Blues—they've scored seventy-five five-on-five five goals. That's middle of the pack. That's just fifteenth in the NHL. Uh, they've allowed a lot less, so they have a good differential. It's a differential of uh, plus twelve. Uh, five on five but the special teams the penalty kill ranks number fifth they've been terrific that's uh, Steve Ott and uh, to a lesser extent Mike Van Ryan and then number six the power play new coach Mark Savard comes in and he's got this unit clicking at uh, number six in the league Uh, so you're talking about your two special teams unit uh, being five and six in the NHL you're going to win a lot of games that way
1: yeah, when you have uh both special teams if if you're in the top uh top 10 that's uh that's pretty good and uh Mark Savard's done a great job of uh getting getting the team to you know not pass up uh opportunities to shoot, uh moving the puck a lot quicker than they were last year and and uh really just a couple different plays and and the way that they adapt on a game-to-game basis, they're not showing the same look uh, every time they're they're on the ice. So it's it's hard for the uh, for the opposition. And give a lot of credit to Mark Savard and you know as well as the guys et- uh, executing on the ice that uh, they're really uh, you know. In the past, if your power play isn't really doing much, you you know you're sitting on the bench and you're like, can we just decline the penalty and play five <laughs> on five? But uh, you know it's a it's a bright spot instead of uh, you know kind of uh, you know deflating uh, you know thing. So uh, give all those guys credit and and hopefully it continues in the second half of the season.
0: Jacks are adapting and they're, so they're not showing the same thing uh, you know to many teams. But the other thing is whatever isn't going right on a particular night. Uh, They get it fixed. The Blues have only gone more than two games without a power play goal uh, once this season. And it was five games, so it was a pretty lengthy drought. Uh, But the fact that many times uh, they go two games without a power play goal, they get it fixed and score in that third game. So the power play has been uh, really consistent this year under uh, Mark Savard, the new assistant coach. Number six, uh, Braden Shen and Jaden Schwartz are producing. You know, this is nothing new. Uh, these guys have been good players for the Blues uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, but without Vladimir Tarasenko, it's a lot of weight on Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, and uh, Shen and Schwartz. And we know that uh, O'Reilly and Perron have been doing their part. Uh, but Shen, after a hot start, cooled off. Jaden Schwartz... Uh, didn't have the best start himself. I think he was uh, just one goal, first 14 games of the season, uh, 15 games. Uh, But now both of those guys are are pumping in. They had a nice goal in San Jose. I believe that was on the power play. Uh, So you need production from these guys, and lately they've been giving it to you.
1: Yeah, those are two guys that uh, you have to count on. Uh with the way that they play, they they play uh, you know, a very aggressive style. They're they're banging and crashes. They, they 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 work uh harder than the opposition and um you know, sometimes it, it doesn't uh, doesn't work out, but lately they they really have uh you know, uh kind of pushed the envelope and I I think they're making things happen and and that's uh only good for uh for the team.
0: Shrugging off the injuries is number seven. The first 38 games of the season, the Blues have lost 91 man games uh, due to injury or illness. I guess that's an interesting number there, 91, since you lost uh, your biggest player, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, number 91. Those uh, man games lost, Jacks. that's the 11th highest total uh, in the NHL. Uh, But one thing that uh, really sticks out here, there's a chart. On Man Games Lost, that's a, a Twitter site at Man Games Lost NHL, and it shows that uh, the Blues have more man games lost than two thirds of the league, yet the only team that has more wins than them is the Washington Capitals. So you're talking about guys. Uh, like Oscar Sunquist, Mackenzie McCKran, Jordan Cairo stepping in, Troy Brower uh, coming in on a PTO, Clem Coston, albeit a, a short uh, you know window he came up and played Jacob De la Rose comes over in the trade. Austin Pagansky comes up. Uh, the Blues have had a lot of depth and it's come in handy to, to help out with these injuries.
1: Yeah, I guess they got a Twitter for everything, uh, you know, <laughs> one dedicated just man games lost. But yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's definitely plagued the the Blues. These these injuries are are tough and to some big name guys. But uh, you know the Blues don't make any excuses. They're not going to sit there and pout and you know wonder what if uh, we had this guy in the lineup. And uh, give a credit to them, uh, you know they go out there and they they know that uh, you know with the style of play we go back to it. Uh, you know Chief has them all playing. the the right way so when they plug somebody in the lineup they know what their role is they know what the system's going to be and you rely on the entire team it's not just an individual that you say hey Vladdy let's go out and you know you you need three tonight if we're going to win it's uh, you know a different guy's going to chip in every night and and they're going to play the system and and it's going to work no matter if they have 91 in the lineup or if they have uh, you know a, a different
0: guy that just got called up. Jackson training camp, everybody always talks about uh, 18, 20 guys, maybe, you know, the 23-man roster. But uh, I looked it up last year on the run to the Stanley Cup. The Blues used 31 players in the regular season. Uh, This year they're already up to 27. uh, So that's a lot. So this isn't a sport where you just rely on the 23 guys. Uh, Sometimes it takes a few more and, shoot, we're only halfway through the season. So the Blues uh, could get to that number 31 before the end of the year number eight is sunny side up i felt like you can't just uh keep sunny contained to the one category about uh role players helping the blues throughout this he's he's been so good uh he has uh, been terrific offensively uh since last year jacks uh when he was in pittsburgh uh, just the one goal he comes to uh st louis and i think he had one goal in his first uh 43 games yeah that's right and uh since then His last 130 games for the Blues, this includes the playoffs, Oscar Sundquist has 27 goals and 56 points. But I think you would agree, you know, we can talk about the offense. It's not just the offense, it's his presence. He definitely makes a difference when he's in the lineup
1: yeah when he first came over the team uh you know I just kind of thought he was a very uh, uh you know average player and and really didn 't have anything special but uh, he really came out in the last part of the season last year and and definitely in the playoffs and uh ended up driving the bus for the uh, for the team um, you know this year he 's had an expanded role he 's been up and down the lineup with the injuries uh you know his f- first second third fourth line and Uh, and he looks great wherever he's playing. He's, he's a big body. He's got skill. Uh, he can, he he can skate for how big he is and, uh, he's not afraid of anything. If, you know, if he's needing the penalty kill, that's, you know, he's really good there. If, you know, he needs to be the energy fourth line banging guy. He's, uh, he's that. So, uh, I really like his game. I think his personality too is really, uh, you know, come out in the locker room with all the guys. He's one of the, uh, uh, one of the favorites in the locker room, and and is always uh, you know got the the energy about him and the aura that you know you you want to be around him, and uh, he brings that to the ice now too. And and he really is uh, you know kind of that uh, unsung hero on on the team that uh, uh, goes about his uh, his uh, his game. However, uh, you know they need uh, need him to fill the fill the spots.
0: And if you're Oscar Sunquist's agent, or you want some proof on uh, how the Blues are better. With him in the lineup in those 130 games, the Blues record 80, 38, and 12. And in the 16 games that he hasn't played in that stretch, 5, 7, and 4. A much better record with Oscar Sundquist in the lineup. Jacks, number nine, road, sweet road. We know how important it was last year on the run to the Stanley Cup. The Blues went 10-3. and three on the road in the playoffs you look back I still can't believe that number to go into places uh, like Winnipeg like Dallas like San Jose and Boston and go 10 and 3 on the road uh, was remarkable Uh, and if you take that number back uh, to late regular season last year and you include uh, this year uh, the Blues record is dominant 24 and 7 and 3 in their last 34 road games
1: yeah, they're uh they're comfortable uh you know being on the road I guess. Uh I don't know if it's uh, you a couple beers and you hang out and they they play better the next day or or what it is, but uh, they really they find a way. Um, you know, they're they're comfortable. You know, not having the matchups, they they just roll roll four and and kind of cause uh, uh, the opposition to to adapt to what they're doing, and uh, they're very comfortable either way. Uh, and that shows that the you know the the depth of the team. Uh, you know, being being on the road, not being able to have a matchup, or being at home and having the matchup uh they're not really going to change the way that they uh you know they're they're chasing chasing matchups uh when you have a fourth line that is basically almost your your checking line and uh and you're comfortable putting them against the the first line then you know you, you got coaches that are are trying to you know trying to to get your their first line against uh, you know a third, second, first. So, with the Blues' depth and having uh, any one of those lines being comfortable on the ice uh, against anybody, that really uh, bodes well for for the road when when you're kind of uh, playing mind games with the uh, with the other coach and the other team.
0: And it could get even better because now with uh, everybody getting healthy, that fourth line intact, we saw the identity that it had earlier in the season, so the coaching staff will feel more comfortable uh, playing those that line against uh, other top lines, so that will give the Blues even more balance. Well, Jack's wrapping up uh, number 10, uh, the top 10 reasons why Craig Berube's Blues aren't slowing down anytime soon. We can't leave Doug Armstrong out of this, of course, he made the trade for Justin Falk. Uh, he looks uh, a lot better. He promoted Craig Bruby. We're going back to last year. Obviously, that has worked out wonders. Uh, but it's the more subtle things. And I mentioned some of these uh, in the article. It's, you know, maybe they didn't have a chance to trade Jake Gallen because of the contract, because of the poor performance the past couple of years, but he held on to him. And that has uh, worked out. Uh, had some injuries this season. Didn't overreact. He brought in Troy Brower on a pro uh, tryout and, uh, and signed him. And then he makes a trade sending Robbie Fabry for a fourth liner, uh, Jacob De La Rose, and and gets criticized for that. But now that trade uh, seems to be working out okay for the Blues. Finally, Taylor Hall, uh, the Blues were definitely in the mix. Uh, Doug Armstrong did explore the situation there, but he didn't overbid. He felt uh, comfortable with his team. So to me, it's a lot of the subtle moves that Doug Armstrong has made that's allowed a lot of these things on our top ten list here to, to actually happen and materialize.
1: Yeah, and that's a huge credit to to Army. You know, you could, you know, you look back to when the Blues were in last place last year. He could have blew up the team and and started trading guys away, and I'm sure there was deals on the table uh, waiting and uh he just you know he kind of drug his feet a little bit and and really you know took a step back and uh, evaluated the entire situation and um you know he, luckily he, he kept the team together and uh you know he, he brought chief on and uh but he's uh he he builds uh from, you know top to bottom he, he's he's looking in the minors he's looking to get uh, you know a, a better minor league team so that your prospects aren't sitting there losing all the time so he, he's brought in uh, you know, older free agents to, to help mentor some of these uh uh some of these kids. So, you know, when they do come up they're they're playing the right way and their their uh you know, professionalism is, is the right way and then you know, he he's looking at uh you know a fourth line guy that can play uh second third you know first line role too and uh that that goes a long way in a, a season with injuries uh instead of getting everybody frustrated because you don't have the uh you know the depth uh he you know you, you got guys that are putting in every opportunity and, and can move up and down the lineup and, and it takes stress off of uh, the guys that are there so uh give army and and his staff uh you know with al mcinnis and Uh, Dave Taylor, and, uh, you know, the the list goes on, Bill Armstrong. So uh, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, kind of have influence in this, but uh, Army, you know, being uh, a very wise uh, uh, hockey mind has, has, uh, you know, put all these pieces into into place, and they continue to roll.
0: So everything is uh, clicking for the Blues as they come out of the Christmas break. Those are our top ten reasons why we feel like the Blues are – are going pretty smoothly here, but uh, it's going to be a tough turnaround here, Jacks. You've probably done this before. The Blues, uh, after the holiday, they're flying to Winnipeg uh, today. They touch the ground in practice at 11.30 a.m. They're going to play the Jets uh, tonight at 7 o'clock and then uh, get a day in between. And then the Jets will be in St. Louis on Sunday for an afternoon start. So two games against the Central Division team, the, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, in the next three days. And we want to get you prepared for the Winnipeg Jets So we are going to promo the podcast. Uh, My two good friends, Marat Ashtis and Kenny Weeb, they host the Boarding Pass. That's at uh, The Athletic. And so you can check that uh, podcast out and get up to date on the Jets as the Blues get ready to take them on uh, two times. So it'll be fun to watch some hockey because we haven't seen any hockey lately. We can't count that uh, (laughs) U.S. loss. Uh, But uh, look forward to seeing the Blues back on Ice Jacks.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, it's been a tough break here the last few days without uh, Blues hockey, but uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed their, their Christmas. Uh, make sure you go check out the, the World Juniors. Some, uh, some amazing uh, talent and uh, young stars that will be coming up in the NHL here uh, very shortly are, are playing, and it's, uh, it's a great tournament to watch.
0: That's Barrett Jackman. I'm Jeremy Rutherford. This was Episode 25 of We Went Blues. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll talk to you next week.